0: Happy Thursday to you all. Changing things up a little bit today. Instead of coming to you on a Wednesday, we're coming to you on a Thursday. You're listening to the New Orleans Saints podcast presented by SeatGeek. I'm Caroline Gonzalez, and I'll be hosting today's show by myself. JD was wrapped up in Saints content this week, trying to get you all the latest and greatest, but have no fear. We have a stacked show for you all today. I sit down with NFL Network's Stacey Dales, who's been covering the Chicago Bears for some time now and is a Chicago resident, Uh, and I interview her about this week's upcoming game, the Saints versus the Chicago Bears, on Sunday at 325 p.m. I also do a little Saints sit-down with Cam Jordan and Demario Davis. So you don't want to miss today's show. Make sure you listen to the whole thing. Uh, There's some extra surprises there at the end with Cam Jordan and Demario Davis that are pretty funny uh, that you'll want to listen to. So let's go ahead and get into things with Stacey Dales. All right, Stacey, your name is in the record books at Oklahoma and pretty much it seems like everywhere else uh, for your time playing women's basketball there. You spent time in the WNBA, you retire, you start covering men's and women's basketball, and then in 2009, you make the transition to the NFL. What was that transition like, and how did you kind of bridge the gap between knowing as much about football as you do about basketball?
1: Well, first of all, Caroline, thanks for having me. Um super pumped about this week to see you guys, uh, with the saints and bears, but you know, it's a great question. I think for me, I've always just been a fan of sports and I've always been one to, to really prey on opportunities. And and when I was presented the opportunity to get into another sport or do something different than hoops, I, I thought immediately, yes. And so the NFL network called me, um, just before really on the cusp of the 2009 season and um, asked me to come on board. And it was one of those no brainers. And this is my now what puts me at 11 seasons later my 10th year. And um, it's an awesome league to cover. And, you know, you just sort of become entrenched in it, as you know.
0: Yeah, of course. And and we were talking about it before we started recording about, uh, you know, I played basketball and now I cover the Saints, but I also cover the Pelicans because we have to, you know, do two teams down here. And so, was there was there someone along the way? Because right now I have our senior reporter, John DeShazer, who kind of explains things to me on the football side of things and relates them to basketball. Because when I watch a basketball practice, I know everything that's going on and why they're doing drills and things like that. But when I look at football, I don't necessarily see that yet. Was there someone for you along the way, or was it multiple people that kind of helped you make that transition?
1: Yeah, I think a lot of people. Um, I think in order to be – to really grow in the journey is to seek information. And first of all, it's super cool that our basketball, you know, paths yeah. are, are sort of intertwined and now in football, right? Yeah. I mean, I know you were a baller. I know you're being modest <laughs> over there. I know you were a baller, Caroline. Not like
0: you, not um, like you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, but, you, you know, you sort of gravitate to people that you can trust and that can really breed knowledge. And so for me with football, when I, when I jumped into the NFL, Uh, Mike Mayock, who's now the general manager with the uh, Oakland Raiders, he became one of those sponges for me. I mean, he was our draft analyst and just a fantastic analyst of football for years. And um, anytime I had a question come up or, you know, something theoretically about the game or formation, I would text Mike or, you know, somebody like him. And just being around so many of the guys, whether it was, a you know, Marshall Falk or, you know, Coach Steve Mariucci or, um you know, and anybody that connected to the game, uh, Charles Davis, another big one, um, you, you know, you, you sponge to those people. and then, as you sort of envelop in the league, you you gravitate to certain coaches and you you really study coaches and then the players that they, you know, sort of discipline and teach along the way. And so that, that's been a fun part of it. And as you build that trust and those, those relationships, you You start to realize, wow, this thing is super cool, and you learn so much and for me, it's like a decade later and uh, I look forward every weekend every Thursday, Sunday, and Monday, I cannot wait to absolutely immerse myself in the NFL and it, it, every week there's a new story and boy, I sure tell you you have one of the you know the best teams, best coaching staff with the Saints to cover in this in this incredible league and um, what a joy they have been to watch this year. Yeah. You know, five and one.
0: I'm not going to argue with you there at all. Uh, and let's go ahead and get into the Saints first Bears game coming up this Sunday. Uh, you know, you, I think we're at media availability earlier with Mitch Trubisky, who said he's uh, cautiously optimistic or maybe you said he was cautiously optimistic that Mitch would come back. Uh, do you have any inside information that you want to tell us on, on whether or not you think <laughs> him or Chase Daniel will be playing this week? I'll pass it along into football ops. <laughs>
1: yeah absolutely right um well Matt Nagy always says he's cautiously optimistic but um in this case I really think they are I think that you know from the standpoint of Mitch practicing he's back to work this week they had the bye so he misses London Chase Daniel gets the start they lose despite you know what could have been a valiant comeback they really played their worst half of football in London against the Raiders in that first half um but he's had the bye. It says non-throwing shoulder, so I think the genesis of what I took away today, Caroline, and as we go through the week, because you know I'll be talking to Saints players and uh, throughout the course of the week, as well as Bears players, I I still am a national reporter, mm-hmm. so with my unbiased you know approach and, and opinion, I'm I'm optimistic he'll play. I mean, it's going to be a day-to-day thing, says Coach Nagy, uh, but I know Mitch wants to play, and I think for him it's going to be. Can he show it in practice every day? So practice is Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Can he show that he's mentally ready to go um, in terms of the mental and the physical? And, you know, does he have any pain? And, you know, we talked to Mitch this week and he, he essentially said he doesn't have pain throwing um, on that opposite. Again, it's the left side, it's his non-throwing shoulder. And so there's no pain there, but listen, This is the NFL, Mm -hmm. and when you get hit by Cam Jordan, um, (laughs) it it ain't a piece of cake. I'll say that. Um, So I I think with Mitch, do they give him the green light? I'm optimistic, but we'll see. I know they're going to split reps. He and Chase Daniel, the backup, former Saints quarterback, by Mm -hmm. the way. And if Mitch does play, uh, he's already told us he'll be wearing basically a shoulder harness to support that left shoulder.
0: Uh, former Saints quarterback, and also a funny story is uh, Chase Daniel went to South Lake Carroll High School, which is where I grew up, and Chase actually babysat me once.
1: Wait wait, time out. You got to be kidding me. <laughs> no, nope, Chase
0: actually babysit me once. He was he was friends with my brothers in high school uh, at South Lake Carroll and and he ended up, he was asked to babysit and he babysat me once. So I I tell that story to everyone cuz I just think it's so funny that now he's like this this well-known backup quarterback and that guy used to babysit me.
1: Yeah, 10 years he's been in the league, right? That's yeah. Crazy. You're going to have to find him at Soldier Field and and you know get a fun selfie or something with him because yeah, I mean, if if you remember anything about those babysitting days, what one of the best guys in the league that you can possibly cover, right? Like yeah. he's just such a great, great dude, great backup quarterback, um, just through and through the team, consummate team guy.
0: Yeah, absolutely. When when I first started working here two or three years ago, I, I saw him in the cafeteria and I was like, do you remember me? And he was like, whoa. Uh, so I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> but but you mentioned a shoulder brace and obviously you said it's not on his throwing arm, but is that shoulder brace kind of preventative of him moving it in any certain way? Is it more for protection? Uh, because again, you're going to be getting hit by cam- guys like Cam Jordan or hopefully not getting hit, uh, but getting hit by guys like Cam Jordan, David Owen Yamada is that more of a prevent uh, brace or is it kind of restrictive?
1: Yeah, I I think it's a preventative measure. I think you could probably liken it to, you know, you tweak your knee a little bit or, um, you know, you you roll your ankle a little bit, you get some extra tape on there. You want to try to protect it. Um, I mean, this is a violent league and Hmm. we all know it. And there's, there's really, I will say this, if Mitch does go on Sunday, I, I tend to think he will, but if he does, um, Matt Nagy is not going to change the script, okay? Mm-hmm. He's not going to tell Mitch, you can't run. I mean, he, he got injured this way because he ran, he scrambled, and the Minnesota Vikings, you know, were able to uh, dismiss him, if you will, from the game with, with the takedown. But um, they're not. the Bears are not going to say to Mitch Trubisky, you can't run. In fact, Nagy has very openly said, never will I say that. His legs are a weapon. Mm. And it's funny, we were on a conference call with Sean Payton this week, who I absolutely love um, and admire. And, you know, he talked about Mitch and his, his, his legs and what it really, what uh, an effect they can have on a game and on a defense. And, you know, it, it can be a quarterbacks that can either by design or by the virtue of the play breaking down that can break the pocket and keep a play alive. It's very difficult on a defensive coordinator and on a defense. So, mm-hmm. Um, If Mitch gets the green light to go, he's going to be expected to go in full capacity.
0: It seems like the Bears are just getting over the hump of Mitch, but now you have offensive lineman Kyle Long who goes on IR, defensive lineman Akeem Hicks who goes on IR. How does that affect the team chemistry, and what does it mean for the Chicago defense and offensive line?
1: Caroline, it's a great point you raise because not only do you lose, I you mentioned those two names and, and Kyle Long and Akeem Hicks, the, you know, dominant impact they have on the, the field mm-hmm. in, in their full capacity. But those are both emotional leaders on each side of the ball. And, you know, in fact, Akeem Hicks is one of the best emotional leaders of, of, of a defense that I have seen in the NFL. I mean, he, he is the heart and soul of that group. So these are devastating blows for the Bears. Mm-hmm. Um, the good news for them, they have depth defensively. They, you know, they have players that you know some people don't even know about that uh, on that defensive front that uh, I think defensive cor- uh, excuse me offensive coordinators fear mm-hmm. to have to face. I mean, I can remember, you know, and they all play different positions to a degree, but I can remember just being in Oakland and John Gruden with the coach of the Raiders saying. You know, Eddie Goldman is as good a run defender as he has seen in the National Football League this year. So that, that's high praise. He's yeah. got Boal Nichols in the mix. Roy Robertson-Harris, who has emerged this year as one of the best rushers in the game, which we saw last year in Chicago. So, because I live here, I say that. But <laughs> um, it's, it's always in this league, next man up. I mean, if, if, you, got, if you know that better than I do yeah. with, with Teddy stepping in, I call him Teddy, uh, excuse me, Steady Teddy, <laughs> I mean, he is as steady, a backup quarterback as you'll get. Right. And he's been sensational. It's it's all about next man up. And I think Sean Com- and company have done a fantastic job adjusting.
0: Yeah. From a national perspective, what has your reaction been to the saints going five and one now and winning four games in a row with Teddy Bridgewater.
1: Well, from a national perspective, I think coach of the year, um, <laughs> at this stage is Sean. It's written all over Sean Payton. Um, and listen, I mean, I look at their schedule, Caroline, and I think this hasn't been an easy schedule. I mean, right. you can argue the last couple right. games, you, you, you beat Tampa and then you go to Jacksonville. Um, but first of all, <laughs> any week is difficult to win in the NFL. But, you, you know, you defeated a really good Houston team, as we saw most recently against the Chiefs. Um, We'll put the Rams game aside. I think probably there was some emotion there.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, you went to Seattle, which is treacherous to win at. Okay. It's very difficult to beat the Seahawks in Seattle. And so, and you've got a quarterback in Teddy Bridgewater who doesn't turn the football over. He's really, he's really understanding of, and Peyton talked about it this week. He's been able to discern the game plan and adjust. I mean, you you can call Teddy Bridgewater a game manager, but I don't think Sean Payton would call him a game manager. I would say that he's been able to ingest the game plan each week, understand his abilities. Um, I don't even want to say limitations. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just really dissect and interpret the game plan and go out and execute it for this team. And then you've had a defense that has been just, as Matt Nagy called it, salty. I mean, you've given up, what, 13 points a game in the last three games, and um, you've got the highest rate of quarterback pressure of any team in the National Football League with that front. And they can rush with four, so they can pick their moments to blitz, and they're coming after the quarterback, and I tell you what, the Bears know it, and they're trying to prepare for it this week.
0: Yeah. I think, I think you, you said it is, is not just the offense and Teddy Bridgewater has, you know, adapted well to the game plan, but you're seeing different areas of this team step up. You're seeing special teams, you're seeing uh, the defense obviously, and, and Cam Jordan and him, he steps up as a leader. I think it's been truly amazing to see what the saints have been able to do despite the obvious challenges that have come their way. Oh,
1: there's no question. I mean, Demario Davis, has been outstanding. Mm. Um Kiko Alonso has been terrific. I, you know, that defensive front with with Davenport and and you know, Brown and Rankin's and company put in any injury stuff aside. I mean, Cam Jordan you know might be the most high stamina and talking to Sean Payton's guy that you'll have. I think it's been like 134 straight starts for him in the NFL and he doesn't take a playoff So, you know, I I just am so impressed with what Dennis Allen has done with the group, how they've improved, and this game is just going to be so exciting. At Soldier Field, 3.30 local time kickoff, uh, what I think will be the return of Mitch Trubisky, we will see. (laughs) Um, You know, again, splitting reps with Chase Daniel this week to a strong degree because they haven't declared him. Uh, the starter at least at this stage and a team in the Chicago Bears this is a this is a critical game for them they play in one of the most difficult divisions in football the NFC North is an absolute monster this year uh, with Detroit Minnesota's getting better and the Packers have just a loss so this is a game that Chicago feels that it needs to win
0: and I think it would be safe to say the Saints feel the same way. Uh, Stacey, before I let you go, uh, I'll ask you our seat geek question. And I'd be remiss not to ask, what was your favorite memory you took out of that London trip when the Raiders played the Bears in London?
1: Oh, man, because it was so recent. Great question. <laughs> um, honestly, I would I would say seeing the first NFL game played at Tottenham Stadium mm. and just the brand new, anytime you see a brand new NFL ready stadium, it's pretty cool. Um, but as far as football goes, really an incredible comeback in that game to make it a game for the Bears. I mean, they ended up losing by three. Um, and then to interview Josh Jacobs, I interviewed the rookie running back for the Raiders after the game. And I was just blown away by this young kid. I mean, the character, the humility. Um, and and, you know part of my the the fun of my job Caroline is really is the players and the coaches and tell their stories uh, regardless of who they play for uh, because at at the end of the day I I still sort of have that little athlete inside me that (laughs) just respects how hard it is how hard it is to win how hard it is to work every day and be the best and so to talk to that kid I put it up on my Twitter feed and You know, just, I'm I'm always happy for people's success. And so when players achieve it, you know, why not put them on the stage with it?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, Stacey, I'm going to ask you to stay on the line, but uh, we really appreciate you joining us for today's show.
1: It's been a pleasure anytime, guys. Can't wait to see you this weekend.
0: If you want to watch Stacy, she'll be on NFL Network for their NFL game day, I believe, starting at 9 a.m. So make sure you tune into that coverage uh, as she will be on Soldier Field covering the Chicago Bears versus the New Orleans Saints. All right, now, as promised, time for our Saints sit-down with Cam Jordan and Demario Davis. All right, Cam Jordan here for Saints sit-down's top dinner locations in New Orleans. I know you gave me trouble on this last time, so if you're going on a date with your wife, top dinner location for you and Nikki to go to.
2: Oh dinner um i like doris metropolitan um great steak great lamb chops uh ruth chris is i feel like ruth's chris is um you know it started off in new orleans so therefore you're always going to get that homegrown um that that stuffed chicken is phenomenal there um you talk about emerald de monaco's probably some of the best charbroiled oysters in the game uh moro's we just we just actually went uh, with a couple of teammates and their wives and that that gives that gives a charboard game a run for the money um they've got these sesame ginger wings that are snapping um so yeah, as you can see i eat a lot
0: yeah that was a that was a long one answer but i also did see for your date night y'all went to an escape room yeah, okay people love going to escape room. so oh. who who all went to the escape room <laughs>
2: I feel like super old people like to go to the escape room. Like, hey, guess what we did last night, the escape room. And I'm just like, can we do something fun? I want to go to David Buster's. I want to go to like, I want to go do, do like, you know, some golf, miniature golf, like some cute stuff. I always want to go to some daggum escape room. I'm tired.
0: What was the experiment? Like I want to go to sleep. What was the experiment? What did you have to escape? It was some room with spices in it. It smelled like tahini and pickles. <laughs> Who took the leadership role in the. Not in Me. A- so it was everyone else? Yeah, Mickey Jordan. All right. On to the next question. Uh, what's your favorite thing about having your kids around while you're playing in the NFL?
2: You got to keep having fun stuff. Like, you know, people get older around you, and you're just looking at, like, Jesus, how'd you guys get so old? I'm still at, like, bounce houses every Friday. I stopped going because people kept asking for autographs. So I'm like, I don't need the coaches in my business like that. So, you know, we used to d- do that. And then now they're getting older, you transfer over to, like, laser tag. We're getting exciting here. Um, and the oh, fact hot. that, you know, the kids are here uh, Tuesdays, you know, sometimes we bring Tank into the building and he has a blast. Uh, every now and again, when when uh, wifey says, watch the kids, I just bring them to the facility. And then you just let them run rampant mm-hmm. within the indoor.
0: What's your top vacation destination?
2: So not the Saints facility? You, nope. Is this not a vacation? No. <laughs> I feel like if you... What is it, If you love
0: you Out of you New know, Orleans. A day in your life? I'm just saying.
2: Um keep me out of meetings and I love my job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, out of New Orleans, I uh, really, I mean, I can't say, I guess I could say Brazil, but then like, now that I'm married, she's like, yeah, take me to Brazil. I'm like, I know because <laughs> I was having fun. Uh, <laughs> um, we went to Abu Dhabi this off season and then uh, the Ferrari roller coasters are out there. So the world's fastest roller coaster out there.
0: So Abu Abu Dhabi?
2: Yeah. All right. The UAE, because we also then went to Dubai right after.
0: Is there a place that you want to go that you haven't been yet?
2: Yeah, I want to go to Tibet. I want a black apple.
0: How did you find that out? Randomly. Of course. No surprise there. <laughs> there's, there's a small, like,
2: uh, providence in Tibet that uh, allegedly gets all types of UV rays, natural UV ray lights that turns the outside of the apple into a actually a dark violet color, but it looks black. Kansas, it's called a black apple hmm. and who, and since you guys are not in your head, which means you guys haven't had it, which means this is rare. And I need that.
0: Speaking <sighs> of rare, what inspired the mustache?
2: Uh, last year I was Nacho Libre for Halloween in Movember. Yeah. Like headed into Movember and then once i just didn't, you know, shave it. I was just like, let's just see how long it can go. And so sometime this off season I like flipped it up on some like comical stuff and was like, oh, you know what? This
0: hmm. uh top 3 snack choices when you go to the grocery store.
2: Uh mini vanilla wafers. Uh which can be substituted by uh Oreos, the the, wh- golden, the, white. Okay. the golden Oreos. Um or nutter butters. It's like, they come in the cans. It's, a, one, it's one of those three. Uh, then it's... So that's number one. Sour gummy worms, or... Uh, sour gummy bears, or... Uh, what is it? You're at four, just so you know. I know, know it's the Sour Patch Kids. But it's all like... These are just interchangeables if they don't have one it's the other. Okay. Then, you know, Sour Patch uh, Kids. Um, or
0: Straws? No. Okay. No. So that one's not yeah, interchangeable? That's not, that's
2: not interchangeable. Um, and then... The third one would be like a fruit snack, like a Scooby Doo fruit snack or the little shark fruit snacks or the, you know whatever the fr- fruit snack is, whatever you get to first. It's really not like this, this, this. It has to be one, two, three. It can be interchangeable.
0: Okay, not interchangeable. Top three cereals:
2: honey, bunches of oats, Captain Crunch berries, uh, cinnamon toast. Ooh. So many French toasts?
0: Cinnamon toast crunch.
2: Cinnamon toast crunch. Absolutely.
0: Okay. Uh, if you could sit down for dinner with. Any three people, dead or alive, who would they be?
2: Oh, snaps. Okay. Um, Sounds overly cliche because I'm an African-American athlete. Obama. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Denzel. Uh, Wait, so my wife's already there, right? Uh, Ah! (laughs) And now my wife. Okay. And then Oprah. So Oprah's the sub. <laughs> no, Oprah's not the sub. It means... So your wife's the sub? No, nope. no. Oh. There's no sub. Okay. I'm right. just assuming I get a plus one. If I'm not, I'm just
0: declaring I get the plus one. Gotcha, gotcha. All right, favorite cheat meal. Yeah.
2: And if I can't get a plus one, it means Oprah got to stay at home. Because <sighs> you know if she comes to dinner and she asks me to be her steadman, then I got to go be her steadman. <sighs> and then wife is just gonna be upset at
0: me. All right, favorite cheat meal. <laughs> um,
2: I don't know life. I don't have. I don't know. But... What? What? I eat what I want.
0: Okay. Uh, how many Pelicans games are you planning on t- attending this year? The first one. What? The first one. But like that's it?
2: No, I mean we'll just determine after the first one. Okay. It's a broad question. I don't. Out of the eighty, eighty was eighty-two games, forty-one home. You'd say I don't know, maybe twenty-two.
0: <laughs> All right, I appreciate you, Cam Jordan, for Saints sit down. No doubt. Demario Davis here for Saints yeah, sit downs. Demario, so favorite dessert? Peach cobbler. Madden, NBA 2K, or Fortnite? Madden. Three things you'd bring with you on a deserted island. Be careful how you answer this question.
3: My Bible, my wife, and my kids.
0: Okay, so you're just going to leave your family to starve.
3: There's always something to hunt. All
0: right. Uh, if you had to eat one meal for the rest of your life, what would it be? <laughs> First of
3: all, I'll go back. First of all, I'll go back. If it's no food, I would die. So what's the point of me having anything?
0: So you would sacrifice yourself to feed the rest of your family? Yeah. Selfless. All right. If you had to eat one meal for the rest of your life, what would it be? Uh, cereal. Oh, that leads me into my next question. Top three cereals.
3: Frosted Flakes, Fruit Loops, and Frosted Cheerios.
0: Who are the three people you'd sit down to dinner with, dead or alive?
3: Mm. Jesus, Tupac, and Martin Luther King.
0: Would you, have, Malcolm X, Malcolm X. Would you have them all at the same table? Yes. Uh, have you ever had a first job? First job? Other than
3: football. Uh, Chick-fil-A in the kitchen. What was that like? What's
0: their secret ingredient?
3: I got five still chicken nuggets. (laughs) All
0: right. What's a hobby that most people don't know you have?
3: Playing the piano.
0: Top Netflix shows.
3: Top Netflix. uh, Orange is the New Black. It's number one. I don't really watch them. I'm I'm more of a Hulu guy.
0: Okay. Top Hulu shows.
3: Uh, How to Get Away with Murder and Handmaid's
0: Tale. Handmaid's Tale. Handmaid's Tale. Handmaid's Tale. Yeah. Okay. All right. Appreciate you, Damari. Oh, thank you. Well, we surely have some characters on our team, that is for sure. All right, that'll do it for today's show. Make sure you're tuning in on Friday. We'll interview Jeff Dickerson, who is the ESPN NFL uh, reporter for the Chicago Bears uh, and an ESPN Radio Network host, so make sure you listen to that on Friday. JD and I will bring you the latest and greatest. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Thanks to Stacey Dales, Cam Jordan, and Demario Davis. Uh, hope you have a great rest of your day, and we'll check back in tomorrow.